Parshat Vayera, I'd like to uh, discuss two items with you. One is, is a bit more technical and the other is more general. Uh, the first thing has to do with HaKadosh uh, Baruch Hu's promise at the end of the Akedah. At the end of the Akedah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is uh, delighted with what has taken place. And he says to Avram, Yan Asher Asisa Sadav Hazel, so what's, what's Avram's reward for the Akedah? That will have children that will multiply What's the problem with that? Obvious problem. In the beginning of Lachlacha he's promised that. In the beginning of Lachlacha HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him that he goes down to Canaan. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says he's going to bless him. With, uh, with children, uh, they don't have many children. So here he says, yeah, because you did the So the question is, what, uh, what is the Kaddish Baruch giving him? So the Ramban <laughs> is bothered by this kasha. So the Ramban answers in, in Parakal Beis, Pasuk Tezayin, in the Ramban. Earlier in Parakal Gimel, Pasuk Tezayin, he was already promised, Now, Hashem added one prize. Before he was pry, he was given the promise that he'll, he'll have Arbabra uh, Zaracha, but it was still Tali Va'ayne. If Avram will behave, Christ will behave. But now that he went through the Maisa HaKedah, he got an extra bonus that Shalayigrem uh, Shemchet, that no Chet will be Gairim, that this promise will be abrogated. That's what the Ramban says here in Pashasayat. The problem is that by the Brisbane Absarim, the end of Pashas Lachlacha, uh, Hashem again promises something to Avraham. Uh, so we have three times Hashem promises. Once in the beginning of Lachlacha, Parakid Gimel, once by the Akedah, Parakhav Beis, and in between in Parakhav Tezvav, by the Brisbane Absarim, again, Avram is promised by a Kaddish Baruch who says, look at the stars, and Kaya Zaracha. And uh, because he had a Munah Bashem, the Yashavel, like the Zakas, the Kaddish Baruch who promised him uh, this, this promise. So the Ramban there is the Kashan. The Ramban asks that uh, the same exact Kashan, that he was already promised in the beginning of Lechucha. So what's the promise by the Brisbane Absarim? <coughs> So the Ramban there answers that Hanochei Be'enai Ki Yaima Shehemim Ba'ashem Avram had Emunah in the Rabbani Shalayim and he didn't feel like B'tzitkas Avram will discharge that he's getting things because he's a target because he had Emunah Apopi Sha'amala Yitzchak Ha'ar Be'enai Me'ata Lo'yira Penyigrei Ma'chei Ramban there answers Oh I'll tell you what Hashem added by Brisbane of Sar. In the beginning of Lech Lecha, Hashem promised that it could be a Chetel B'Gairim. 
So therefore, by the Brisbane of Sarim, Hashem made an additional promise. Shalom Yigre Vachet. Is that good, Terrence? Good, Terrence? Very good, Terrence. Hashem promised in the beginning of Allah Chachas, He promised again by the Brisbane of Sarim, He added Shalom Yigre Vachet. But then what's the Pshat in the Brisbane in the Ramban and our Pasha? The Ramban by Yah says, that the promise was by after the Akeda was a promise but that was already by the by the uh, by the Brisbane of Sarim by the Brisbane of Sarim was the second promise and there was the Ramban said Shalom Yigrim and then by Yehra it's again Shalom Yigrim it's a serious Ramban isn't it Ramban is saying that was promised in the beginning of Allah because the added promise was Shalei Gramachet and then the third promise was also Shalei Gramachet the third thing doesn't add anything to the second one the second promise was already Shalei Gramachet whereas the third is that the second one didn't have already each Ramban by itself is good but if you learn the two Rambans it's, it's sure so the moral of the story is not to learn all the Rambans and then you're uh, then you have a problem what? Well, Yigre Machet implies that it will never, hate will never cause it in the future. At that time, he had no hate, of course. <coughs> so I heard uh, a terrorist, B'Shem Raputner, who said that there are two levels of Yigre Machet. One terrorist of Yigre Machet, uh, in, in, by the Brisbane of Sarim, that was a brisk. What is a brisk? You and I make a deal. A brisk means that you, you do something and I do something. Let's say I have two businesses. They make a deal. You don't, you don't start with my customers, I won't start with your customers. It's a brisk. It's a reciprocal relationship. You don't start with mine, I won't start with you. Now, if later, let's say one of the two, they keep, they keep the brisk. But they start doing other things. Uh, one, one, one businessman doesn't like the other one for other reasons. He becomes a crook, he starts, uh, whatever it is, he starts to become a Chal Shabbos, or whatever it is. He does some other other <coughs> Does he have a right now to break the, the agreement? There's no right to break the agreement. The agreement is a bris. If you don't shepherd my cousin, I don't shepherd yours. If you do other chatoyim that have nothing to do with our agreement, that can't change it. That's what I'm bound by Brisbane of Sarah. It's a Brit, Avram and Kadesh Baruch. Klai Yisrael and Kadesh Baruch. Well, Yigrim Achet there means that no other Averis, if Klai Yisrael has become a Chalei Shabbos, if Klai Yisrael starts to, to steal, if Klai Yisrael starts to kill, the Brit is a Brit. Even if you do other Averis, it's not going to abrogate the Brit. The Brit means an agreement. But there, by the Brisbane of Sarim, still, if one side would, if Klai Yisrael would, would not be Mamina Bashem, that means they're breaking the bris, they're breaking the agreement, then it's off. <coughs> if one side starts to bother the other person's customers, but then the agreement is off, because there's a reciprocal agreement. The bris means a two-way street. So over there, in Parashat Lech Lecha, Sholeh means only that other Averis, even if Klai Yisrael become every Avera, it won't break it because it's a bris. Bris means as long as you keep to the bris, I'll keep to the bris. That's bris they not start. But the Akeda, it's not a bris. The Akeda is a shvua. 
Shabbos squares. A shvua is different. If you make a shvua that you're going to do something to me, then no matter what I do, your shvua is still binding. Over here, there's only one more word. Shalayigrem shulchet. That means even by the akeda, there was an additional promise that even if there's going to be a chay which would seem to abrogate the bris, which means even a Christ will become not from, become a by desire, that also is not going to, to it's not going to break the deal. That also won't break the deal. That's the added the kuda that you find here in the Ramban and Vayera. So that one is a bris, which is an agreement, and here is the shvua. Here is the one-way thing. It's not a reciprocal agreement. Because Shabbat will promise to fly Yisrael, he's not going to abandon them, no matter what. But here, it's even if there'll be a faith, the Ramban says, Yana Shasisamai says, Shanishba Bishmaya Gadol, Shirzare Shareba. So those are the two steps in the, that answers the theory of the Rambam. One's a bris and one's a shvul. This is Rafa's terrace that I heard yet, I heard it from Revival Cone many years ago. I got him by him, so he, this is the terrace. So I showed this theory of the Ramban to my father, all of a show. And he said he doesn't understand the Kashan. If you read the Ramban carefully, it's two different things. The Ramban in Lech Lecha says that that Avram's chait won't be gayim. The Bishay of Sarm is that Avram's chait won't be gayim. It doesn't talk about the Tyrus later. That no matter what you're going to do now, no, no chait is going to... It's referring to Avram's chait. In Bayera, it's referring to Klai Yisrael's chatoim in, in later generations. He's talking about a very, very simple tarot. How do I put in the tarot? And it seems to be a very, a very simple tarot. This is the Ramban. We know Avram's not going to have like children from Chayyim, so it seems like it's totally going. Even Vatsal seems like it's going. It's true, but it's only the Tachtocha here is only that Avram's Chayyim won't be going and there will change. It's going on David, but Avram's case won't be going to the promise of generation. Here it's going on on the views of Allah, Yeshua. It's going on the generation. No, it's only the word that's said to be told over, and the word that's told in Davi, Yaakov was afraid, and he's in the case. So, this bothered me for many years. And I think that. Uh, Really not a kasha. It's really heimimach. Two terutzim are really the same terutz. The thing about it, the promise that when, when you make a deal with somebody, you can make a bris. If someone's alive, you can make a bris with him. If someone's not. If someone's not alive, you can't make a bris. I can make a deal with you, but if I say it's binding on your children who are not yet born. <coughs> So there's no reciprocal agreement. There's nobody committing the other way. You can make a bris to someone who's never, not yet born. By definition, a agreement which is lodayrais is an agreement which is uh, which is not a bris, which is a shvur. Maybe that's that uh, an agreement for is that way. 
that it's a it's automatically a shvur because you can't make a bris with somebody who didn't, didn't make an agreement with you. But be that as it may, the kayak of the Akeda is this kayak, a tremendous kayak that was very dire. Kaisra has to have tacher that no matter what's going to happen, that it's a one-way deal, and this applies even to the generation. No matter how uh, uh, how bad Kaisra lachaitim, the the Akeda. Now this is the biggest side in Yiddishkeit uh, when people talk about Yidden being the chosen people. I mean, Jews are the chosen people. In America, you can't believe in that, right? They're inferior people, they're superior people. You know, weren't all men created equal? You're better just because you were born to a Jew, and if, if you would have been in the house of one someone else, you would be in, inferior. The concept, Yiddishkeit doesn't believe Hashem created inferior and superior people. Hashem created one Adam. All human beings come from Adam. And after the marble, there was one Nayah. And all human beings come from Nayah. <coughs> What we do believe is that when a father does something, it is mashpia on children. Mashpia on children with Irish. That when a father does whatever it is he does, it has ashpa. It has only a thing ashpa. It's not the same. A Chinaman is not the same as an American. And, uh, and an African is not the same as a Chinaman. Every, people are different. The, the, the line that you're born into has a different ashpa. It's a fact. It's a fact in the Bria. Pan used to say that the Akeda, the Ashpala Dairis, is not a schar, just a schar for the Akeda. It's in the nature of Yidden because Avram Avinu was Makriv his son, so it became the nature of Yidden with Dairis. It happened many times in our history that children gave up, their children, that, that fathers gave their children on Kiddush Hashem. In the Crusades, there were people who killed, who do, killed their children on, on Kiddush Hashem. And it was greater than Avram. Avram at least saw the Rabbi Nishon talking to him. Yidin mm-hmm. in that time of the Crusade, God didn't talk to them. It's a matter of faith. And they, they, they mentioned in the, uh, the Kinnis that the Shastu, that they shechted their kids. Like the Shashem. It's even more than Avram. But the answer is no. It all traces back to the Akeda. What Avram did was Mashpia Rezairus. That Ashba is Lodairus. So there's a promise Lodairus. Right there, promise Lodairus. So that Ashba creates a certain Messias in Yidin. And every one of the Asar and Messianis creates a certain Messias in Yidin. I remember a farmer, one of his Shmuzen, referred to a, a Bacher, a Yeshiva, who was a, a Ben Yachid, to parents who lived in Argentina. And he was born after 10 years, his parents didn't have children, finally they had a child. In Argentina, they sent him to to Tarvadastalar, and there were poor people. They couldn't afford to bring him home. He was here for a couple of years without his parents seeing him. Thomas the spot. Where does a person get the kayak? Side of parents, inside of children. He, he can't find it from his sister to to go away from his parents. Uh, it's, it's tremendous. Thomas said he felt that it comes from the Nisayan of Lachlachal. That the, the Yiddish kite, Avram did it, and it became part of our part of the Teva of Yidin to be able to do such things. That's, that's within the Teva of, of a Yid. And that's not just a promise to the Akedah. It's, it's, it's the Schar of the Akedah because that becomes part, part of what a Yid is. Al-Kaponim, this is the Stira Saramban, which uh, certainly uh, could like to know and 
I just have additional thoughts on, on the tablet. And there's one other thing which I wanted to talk about, which I think is an uh, important topic that Yeshiva lights. It's a Mitzvah Dei Raisa, which is Negev's Manazer. And I certainly think it's possible to go through 20 years in Yeshiva and never ever uh, be instructed on how the Mitzvah is done. Imagine, the Mitzvah. No one ever tells you how to do it. And that is, there's a Mitzvah called Yerushalayim. Now, that mitzvah of Yeras Hashem is a mitzvah for Seidai Raisa. And it's one of the Taryag. It's more than one of the Taryag. It's one of the six mitzvahs to Medias. It's mentioned constantly in the Taryag. Abraham Avinu says, Yan, uh, that he said, Ain Yeras Hashem, Ain Yeras Hashem, he came, he had to lie that his wife is his, his sister. Why? This is no Yeras Hashem. I'd like to talk a little about what Yeres Hashem is. I think that most of us, certainly those of us that don't know Muslims Farim, have no clue what Yeres Hashem means, what the mitzvah is, and how to go about having Yeres Hashem. And uh, it's just something that, you know, it's like there's certain catchwords that uh, just turn people off. You know, in girls' schools, it's the word sneeze. Sneas means that there's some, uh, you know, I have to turn everybody off. It's like, you know, it means it's just a frunkite thing. And uh, I think in the yeshiva world, words like Yeres Hashem are like, uh, they're very frunkite, like uh, greasy type of words. And uh, people get turned off. But uh, we can do it to mitzvah, it's one of the Tayag mitzvahs. But, uh, you know, I'd like to explain what Yeres Hashem is. As a matter of fact, I'd like to start with a Hakira. And that is a question. There are two ways to understand Yerush Hashem. You could understand what is Yerush Hashem, Tefir of Hashem. Is that a mitzvah to have Yerush Hashem so that you'll do mitzvahs? Is it an employee to do mitzvahs? How do you go about uh, motivating yourself to do mitzvahs? You have Yerush Hashem. You're afraid. Everybody should you do mitzvahs. In which case, the, this mitzvah is an emsoi. It's a way of getting to, <coughs> getting to, to kiyama mitzvahs, and davening and learning. Or, is Yeres Hashem a mitzvah be'etzem? Is a mitzvah be'etzem tafir of Hashem? Here's the question. Is Yeres Hashem something that be'etzem is a mitzvah because you should have Yeres Hashem? Or is it just a tool that the Torah requires that gets you to do mitzvahs? There are different places that have Tishra Mashmarasin. Uh, it says later in, in uh, I believe in Mishpatim, Pavortiria Yerasai Alpinechem Lazulti Techetal. The Pasuk seems to say the Ferish, Pavortiria Yerasai Alpinechem. So Mishpatim's fear should be on you, Lazulti Techetal, so that you don't sin. Sounds from that Pasuk as if. U.S. Hashem is an employee. It's a way to make sure you don't sin. Or, um, the Mishnah says in Perkei Yavis, Kol she'yirat chetai k'yedemis l'chachmasai, chachmasai nizkeyemis. If you have U.S. Hashem, it makes k'yirabim k'yemis l'chachmasai. These places make it sound like it's an employee. On the other hand, 
the Pasuk says, Kim Asa Hashem created the world so that people should have Yirah. Sounds like Yirah is a tachlis by itself. Or again, in Chazal you find the Mashmarasin. The Gemara says in Shabbos, Tafamid Aleph, Amr of Yehuda, by Barah Kadish Baruch, I say, Lama, Ella Kadesh, Yirah Mulfana. That Yirah, it seems, is the Esem, something good. You know, it's like asking the last Pasuk in Kehelas. A safe dover hakel nishma. A safe dover hakel nishma. And so the kim yarei says nishpata. If he says a shemak, he's a kolon, right? So it says is that one thing or two things? Safe dover hakel nishma. And so the kim yarei says mitzvah a shemak. He's a kolon. What is it? Is that one thing that you yarei Hashem so you do the mitzvahs? That kolon. Was well, the two things you have your Hashem, you keep the mitzvah. How does a person how does a person look at this? I think that uh, this is probably this is a machlaikis, uh, so at least a machlaikis achrayim. Because machlaikis in the shaynim, I'm not sure. It's at least a machlaikis achrayim. I read Chaim Velazhina in Ruach Chaim writes many times. That U.S. Hashem is an emsoi to Tyre Navaida. Uh, as you may or may not know, Rachayim was written uh, as a rebuttal against Hasidus. Chayim was a comment of the Grah. And it basically, Rachayim was written to correct some things that were perceived as false in Hasidus. Except that generally, Chayim doesn't refer to Hasidus. It just basically, except for one place. But he basically just talks in general about the correct way of doing things. And he writes, those who think Yeres Hashem is a Tayyalas, no, Yeres Hashem has to bring you to do mitzvah, to bring you to learn. No, it's, it's not it's something on its own. Uh, Yaakov Kamenetsky in the, uh, the Emesli Yaakov in Pashas Ekev uh, says the same thing. Parakut Pasikhaf doesn't just do it. So Rambam, but basically he says, Hanira, uh, the mitzvah sayira, who hatitzah min hayira. Mitzvah yira is that there should be a result from yira Hashem. That something should come from yira Hashem. It's not the yira itself which has value. It's what the yira does to you, and that he defines as the mitzvah yira Hashem. It's interesting that when the Mishnah Brura, Mishnah Brura brings down the midst of Yerush Hashem, you know where? Huh? In Simen Right away in the beginning, the very first Simen, Shavisi Hashem Lunagitami, the Ramah brings down, the Bir Alachavir brings down, the Chai Adam, the concept of Mitzvah Timidia. So I figured, let's look there and see if Yerush Hashem is an Emsai or it's a Mitzvah Dasa. So the Mishnah Bura there writes, the mitzvah is liyais yiras Hashem alpanav tamid for bilti yechta. The mitzvah is you should have yiras Hashem, so you shouldn't come to sin. And he won't sin. What strikes me is that the Mishnah Bura is quoting the talk from the Chayyadim. So he says, like Rabbi Yaakov said, the kind of that it's an emsai. 
if you look in the, in the Chayyadam where he's supposedly quoting it from the Chayyadam Lashen which is shorter than the Mishnah Bur- the Bi'arlof is Lashen Chayyadam says Liyarei Mithnei Hashem V'lotsim Yerasai Alpanav Tamit he doesn't say anything about Zofi Sechtam Chayyadam seems to say that the Mitzvah is a Mitzvah Be'etzem of Yerus Hashem I'm trying to show you is that even the definition of Yira is, seems to be a subject of Machlaikis. If you look at Mishael Tishar and Perach Abdalad, he seems to be saying, like what Yaakov is saying, that it's an Emtai. Which means that at least most of it, the Svarim we use seem to say, Yira Hashem is a way of not sinning. That's the Avoid of Yira Hashem. Again, I believe if you look at Chesidish Svarim, which I, for whatever reason, am not particularly. Uh, knowledgeable about and predict that you'll find just the opposite that their shita is that Yerush Hashem is a mitzvah b'atzim the nafkamina is that somebody's about to die so he's not going to sin anyway but they're a mitzvah of Yerush Hashem so if you hold to an emtai it's only an emtai if you hold to a mitzvah b'atzim it's always a mitzvah so what this leads us to is to understand Yerush Hashem I believe that most people don't understand what Yerushalayim means. <coughs> most people think that Yerushalayim means to be afraid of Gehenim. Right, Yerushalayim. The simple level of Yerushalayim is Yerushalayim. What is Yerushalayim? So Pasha, it means that, you know, are you going to burn? If you do, you're going to burn. So what does that mean? Let's say a person has a big tie of tea tray. Says, he knows he's going to burn. So what it seems to mean is you should declare what's worse. Burning or not eating the tray. Maybe have a person who will make a cheshbin that, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's worth it. I mean, I don't think it's worth it, but let's say a person will declare to him it's worth it. So then, you know, so there's no union of your shemaim anymore. Your shemaim is, I'm afraid I'm going to suffer because of this. You know, a lot of people feel you know, Shalom's a nice guy, and you know, at the end he won't say, I'm not going to burn that much, I'll say I'm sorry, you know, it's not that bad. The Rambam says that doing mitzvahs because you're afraid of the fire of Gehenna, or because you want the Shara of Ayom is an Avaida for Mechasure Aseichel, the people who are not so intelligent, him, children, that they see children, you can punish them. And those of you who know, he adds into the mix uh, for women also. Always, the Rambam always seems to add with the Kitanim uh, and the Machsuri uh, Seichel, it was, I guess, his wife probably didn't read Hebrew or he uh, wouldn't have written that. But, but anyway, he says that that's for the, that's for Amar Atzim, to be afraid. What does that mean? It's a mitzvah say, Yira, it's only Famarasim, Yira Tainish. Yira Sarayimimus is a higher level of Yira that says it's only for Gedalim. Yira Sarayimimus is only for. What's the mitzvah? The mitzvah of Yira Sashem is not to be thinking about the Aish of Gehenna. The mitzvah of Yira Sashem is to be in awe of Hashem, not to be afraid of Hashem. Afraid is for little children. Afraid is for, uh, is for Mechasurei Seichel. Afraid. We know that being afraid of the fire of Gehenna does not motivate people adequately. 
because we never saw the fire again and so far away we hope to live a very long time who knows by then you know what will be with the fire again and maybe the Shiach will come before then and something will happen you know we it's not a great motivator you know the Darshan gets up and he screams about how hot Gehenim is and how terrible it is you know I'm saying it doesn't have any effect but not what's supposed to guide someone that that should be the midst of Yerush Hashem Yerush Hashem is awe of HaKadur it means that a person who does things does things with the awareness that their Barashon is watching and just afraid to do things that Hashem doesn't want the marshal that I have personally for Yerush Hashem is the example of an Adam Gadol. If an Adam Gadol would be standing next to me, I wouldn't do my errand. If I was in the presence of, uh, of Rav Misha, I wouldn't do an Avera. Why? I'm afraid Rav is going to hit me. No, if you stay here, Rav Misha, you're going to do an Avera? No. Why? Because of Ahava? It's not Ahava. It's Yerush. Afraid of what? Afraid of what? You're in awe of Rav Misha. You don't sit in front of him. And if you're an author of Bansham, you don't sit in front of him. Now that means more than not doing Averis. Yerus Hashem is that when a person does think, a person asks himself what he's doing is right. It's the right thing to do. It's much more than just Babulti Sechato in the simple sense of the word. It's a different attitude. It's an attitude of standing in the presence of Rabbi Shalom you don't do things that are just not the right thing to do and you do things that are the right thing many times people have shyness and the shyness are technically whether something is mutter or asr it's a shyness the answer could be that it's mutter but not everything that's mutter is necessarily the right thing to do there's enough area where there are things that may not be the right thing to do and um, and if someone is here at Hashem, he doesn't have the problem. I know because the example that comes to my mind, and I have parents who tell me that kids that are learning out of town, they don't see them a whole year, they hear they're learning well, they're dominating well, they're good. They come home being as and they wake up 10 o'clock. So one parent, he tell me, his kids for all, said, why don't you tell him this, my creation is 8.30. He said, no, he wakes up at 8.15, washes his neck up after, and goes back to sleep. At 10 o'clock, he goes to Gavin, you know, just before his night period, he's in that school. He's a Gronik Nachtetsu, he has a latest man, so you know. So what do you tell a kid? The parents feel there's something wrong. So says, what do you want from me? I learned the whole man, I got up a Shachazi and she, what do you want? Technically, he's right. But it's not the right thing to do. You know, if, if, if another Gavin was visiting the house, he wouldn't do that. If he sends the Rabbanish Lalom there, that's not... That's not the attitude that the Rebbe wants from him. There are certain things that a person has to refrain from doing because he asks himself, is it right? Is it the right thing to do? There are certain things that are chiyuvim on a person, but they're not chiyuvim. There are certain things that you're mechuyit to do, but you're not mechuyit to do. There are certain things that Chazal call l'chimishur asadin, and they, it's expected of certain people to have l'chimishur asadin in some cases. You know, if, if somebody has just a practical example, if you have a friend who's very sick, and the yeshiva, a bunch of guys get together and learn whatever, we've made up from the Chafetz Chaim. 
Is it a chiyuv for a person to look up a time? But is it the right thing to do? It's the right thing to do. I'm not saying this, but maybe I am saying it to push up a time, but I'm saying it that you should understand what I'm talking about when I'm talking about Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is a different attitude. It's an attitude of it's an attitude of doing things that Rabbi wants you to do, of, of being aware that Rabbi Shalom is around, being in awe of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When a person is in awe of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he has a different Mahal HaKadosh You know, unfortunately, we've had over the last uh, 10 years a lot of scandals, uh, some of our financial scandals in the firm community. There were a few occasions where I had a shaykhist to a person that was involved in one scandal or another, whether they made the post or didn't make the post, not the point. It was involved in Ganavid. And it shocks, it's shocking, you know. Some person, you know, it's purportedly from, gets involved in these type of things. So I've had people who've told me, Mamish was out Russian, they said, you know, they were usually, very often stopped with the computer one way or another. They were trying on the computer, and he said, you know, I can do this, you know, I can use. Uh, I can do this and this and they won't know who I am and I could do it and, and you know what do you know it worked you know, first time I was say about being big time than others I know it worked and then before they know it you know they, they sink and they were into quicksand I was a little kid and they used to wish from Mitzvah boys being Erba Chayid it's the one that Erba means honest being honest that's all you can give a guy a bracha be honest pretty big bracha because the person is tempted always, it always yeah, it's always starts with small things. Small little Ganavish thing that you can fix, that you can do later. Depends how you live. Depends how you live. Depends if you live in all other Kaddish particles. Depends if you live, if you're self-centered on that, or if you're, you're aware of a Bairialim around you. I heard an interesting maestro from somebody who was involved. Uh, someone got engaged. And the Kala side promised to support the person who had been tired, he was going to learn for a while. And the Kala side, although it was hard for them, they made certain commitments uh, for support. During the engagement, it became clear that the Chasen had had some type of disease in the past, which she was not Megala, which probably Apiyah should have been Megala. She wasn't Megala, and the Kala side found out about it after the engagement. And, and uh, they were very misophic if they should break the engagement, they should go ahead with it. So they went to Rav Zalman. The college parents went to Rav Zalman Arbach. And it was a type of disease that uh, could be uh, fatal if it, if it came back. But, uh, so they went to Rav Zalman and they told them what the doctor said. So Rav Zalman told them, I'm not a Navi, I can't tell you what's going to be. But you know, the Torah goes past the right. Torah goes past the right. And that, that's what he told us. Whether you understand the answer, you don't understand. That's what he said. But he said, I can't answer. So they went home, they talked it over, they decided they're going to go ahead with the Shema. So later, the college father started thinking, you know, when, when a couple, you know, has negotiation about supporting, so how much does one side support more than the other side? It has to do a lot with the dynamics of the Shema. Certainly, if when they were negotiating the support, they would have known that the Chassan had such a disease, you know, they wouldn't have, the way it works, they wouldn't have committed. They wouldn't have committed to support that much, had they known the whole story. They went to Kala's father, told to the Chassan's father, and you know, he said, 
Look, I don't know, you know. So the Kala's father went back to his friend of Zalman and he asked him to Shiley. He said, you know, we just told you about the sequence. We can make certain commitments. But, you know, we feel like it's a Mekakas now. We, uh, we're going out with the Shedach, but we would have never made this type of commitment had we known. So he said, the person said that the son of Zalman was sitting. He put his hands on the table, he stood up, and in a very angry voice, he said, he said, you want to make profit from his tsar? You're looking to make financial profit? I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Go away. That's what he said in anger. Shalom didn't, uh, I understand, didn't get angry easily. But that was his response. I think most of us, if you heard the Shiloh, you would think, oh, it's a pretty good Shiloh, you know. It's a stickle you know. It's a pretty good Shiloh. Shalom said, what? You, you want to make profits on his side? You're going to make profits? Of course, this all depends on how important money is in your life. Like money is major, so it's a major issue. If money is there, from the Dharma looked at it, so it's not as major an issue. But, uh, Shandazama wasn't telling him he's wrong. Shandazama couldn't say, you're wrong, Alpidin, you have no fear. He has a fear, Alpidin. But sometimes there's a higher, a higher calling, a higher cheshbin, a cheshbin of what's right, what your body shall say about this. There's such a, there's such a thing. There's a higher, a higher level of avodah Hashem, a feeling of what, what your body shall say about What the Kaddish Baruch And those cheshbinets are important cheshbinets. That's your shemayim. Your shemayim is an avodah. Yaakov says what level of yira you have to have how much yira you have to have enough that it affects your mindset that you do things differently because Yaakov is going shitasa he says what is yira shemayim he says the definition of yira shemayim is that you should have enough of an awareness of the bayriyaylam that you do something differently that you would not have done otherwise that's one of the tayyag mitzvahs and it's just easy because you have to constantly be working on an awareness of a Kaddish Baruch are we, are we aware of it? Is something we're aware of? In Avodah Hashem, there are major issues and there are minor issues. When you deal technically, there are major things and minor things. Major things are Krishna, Shminesra, uh, learning, mitzvahs, uh, obligatory mitzvahs. Minor things, are depends on you. I don't want to make things minor, but you know, carbonates uh, for a lot of people are minor. Or the shir shalyaim, shir shalyaim is like uh, under the rug a little bit by a lot of people. Or uh, krishna lamita. Or anybody have any other example? Like minor minor areas of uh, of rifin yadayim. You know, uh, maybe certain types of behavior are minor aggressive type of behavior it's, uh, which may be you know you have certain things that are sort of minor that are not as important second say there there are certain things that are minor things that are major and, and the truth is there's something to it certain things are more major than other things it's, it's true certain things are more major than others in a world of Yerushalayim it doesn't work 
the way you would think. If you had a business, you have to run a business. You put your energy first into the major things, then into the minor things. Of course. In Avodah Hashem, it can't work that way. If you're not going to get the minor things until you fix your major things, you're gone. You spend your whole life having Kavanah Esrei, trying to have Kavanah Esrei. You'll never get to anything else. What other part of Gavani is important? Kavanah Esrei. You'll never get to anything else. If your Avodah is just a technical Avodah, then you never grow. You can't grow because you, you don't finish the major points of Avodah Hashem. But, if a person has Yerush Shemayim and has an attitude of Yerushalayim watching, Yerush Shemayim is a mitzvah tanidi. It means that when it's time to say the Shir Shoyayim, it's only time to say the Shir Shoyayim. The Yerushalayim is watching. A Shir Shoyayim, I become aware lately. I got it. I give a Shir Shabbos in the Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, the Flamet Alos, is the sugi of the Shir Shoyayim. I became aware of the fact uh, the virtue of the Mishpalim, the way they responded to my remarks, that many people are not sure that if they come to the Ayin that they can guarantee that they ever said all the words of the Shir of Yom Ravi or Yom Chamishi. Most people seem to feel that it's possible that it didn't happen once all year that they said all the words. you believe such a thing? Huh? And I realized you know, certain parts of Tanya, you say it so often, you know it by heart. The Shabbos from an Ezra. Most people know it by heart. You say it once a week. It's not pleasure, but it's okay, yes? You know it by heart for once a week. Yeshir Shalyayim, most people don't know by heart. You know, they also say it once a week. I'm not going to fear anybody here. Only if you don't fear me. Why? They realize because, you know, in Shredesra you say all the words in order. The Shir Shalyayim, sometimes you say this word and then the next word, and so you say this word and then a different word. <laughs> it's just the way it is, right? So you sort of... Uh, Alright, so how important is Shir Shalyayim? Shir Shalyayim. You know, why don't we say Shir Shalyayim? What's in the car? How bad? The Gemara doesn't say to say Shir Shalyayim. Just say it in the Bits of Midrash. It depends. If you're a Vaida, as a businessman, you know, start with the Shir Shalyayim. You start with having Kavan in the first part of Shemad Hasrei, in the first part of Shemad. But if you uh, Yirei Hashem, which is our job, our job is to be Yirei Shemayim. Yirei Shemayim at any given moment has a job to do. And he stands, he stands in front of the Rebbeinu Shalom. Not trembling, he's not really trembling. And he's wanting to do the right thing. Wanting to do the right thing is a 24-hour-a-day job. I don't think everybody here in the level has a 24 hours a day a constant awareness of the Rebbeinu Shalom. Although that's the mitzvah. But at least to have an attitude of, of your Shemayim. So your Shemayim, what I'm trying to tell you is there's a mitzvah of your Shemayim. The mitzvah is not to picture Eishel Gehenim in front of you. It's not to, uh, to tremble, of course. The Chesurei Seichel and Ketanim is a mitzvah. But for us, it's a mitzvah to be aware of a Bayreyayim, to stand in awe of a Bayreyayim. That there should be times during the day where you do something because it's the right thing to do. It might be a little harder, it might require effort. You do it because it's the right thing to do. <coughs> it's the right thing to do at this moment, so then you do it. Then you do it. That's your It's your Shemayim, it's a mitzvah, which is, again, one of the six mitzvahs to mediate. It's a constant mitzvah that a person has to have. And it's an avayda.
you can avoid it, that you have to hear about, you have to think about, you have to work on. And it's something that, that a person has to be able to carry with them. I hope that uh, this revelation that you have, that Yerushalayim is for everybody, mm-hmm. not just for people who are either uh, carried away with their fronkites or extremely uh, big machmirim. Yerushalayim is for everybody, and it's not that hard. There are many moments in the day where a person can say, oh, look, it's the right thing. And doing it because it's the right thing, that's the key. That's the key of Yerushalayim. I could shout a second.